Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. You're tuned to the drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, I, I wrote a piece on, today on DK Pittsburgh Sport uh, regarding the Steelers' defensive coordinator search, mm, okay. which had been, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds old. We're already claiming that it was it was a lazy, not complete search um, for some reason. A lot of complaining lately. Yeah. Keith Butler resigned Saturday. Yes, that's right. He, he retired Saturday. Yes. And immediately, well, the Steelers are just taking the lazy way out with this. Because everybody said, and this is still the case, that Terrell Austin, their, their secondary coach mm-hmm. and senior defensive assistant, is the likely next pick. Yeah, right. This the reason you news. say that, right. that, that, you know how many defensive coordinators the Steelers have had <laughs> in the 28 years? Two? <laughs> they've, had, they've had two defensive coordinators since 2004. Yeah, right, right. Since 2004. <laughs> Yes. So everybody uh, thinks they know. Prior to right that, out. they had, let me think. So 2000, uh, so you had Timmy Lewis, mm-hmm. Jim Hayes, Hazlitt, Dick LeBeau for a short stint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's been it. That's it. It's a pretty good LeBeau job was security. Hired, LeBeau was an internal hire. Jim Lewis was an internal hire. Jim Hazlitt, they went outside the organization to hire. Correct. Really, if you look at it, LeBeau was an internal hire because he was coming back. Yeah, I guess that counts, right. Keith Butler, that's been it. That's been it. If you look at the offensive coordinators in that time period, this is going back to Cowher's first staff in 92. Okay. I guess that's a good jumping off. Yeah. Ron Earhart was on his original staff. Yeah. Was replaced by Chan Gailey, who was on the staff. Right, right, right. Was replaced by, uh, I guess, um, who replaced Chan? Oh, that was the, the Ray Sherman mistake from outside mm, the okay. Okay. organization he, he right. lasted one, one, one right. season then they bring in mike malarkey yeah becomes a head coach becomes a head coach yeah, yeah. He, but he was an internal hire mm-hmm. uh ken wisenhunt internal hire yeah yeah, yeah. uh then you're looking at uh, from after wisenhunt was uh i'm, I'm losing trey i'm bad at this game. either way right right it's not like it's they're into a- they've they've traditionally leaned toward the internal hire right we've talked about this a lot i think it makes sense yeah, you know, it doesn't. Again, doesn't mean you're being lazy. You bring a guy in on your as an assistant, right? You groom him. He and learns your roster. He learns the way you do things, and then you elevate him at some point. And you've been really good on defense for the last twenty, thirty years as well, which is important. It's not like it's been a disaster, and you're giants with a new offensive coordinator every year looking for some answer or whatever. Um, and, and you, I think you mentioned this last week, like. Okay, you're gonna presumably, you know, bump up Austin. 
Well, then you're going to hire someone else from outside the organization. Probably. You're actually you're actually going to make two hires because right. because Butler was also serving as the outside linebackers coach. Oh, good point. So you're going to okay, hire an right, outside right. linebackers coach, and you're going to hire a new secondary coach. Okay. So you've added two bodies to right. replace one. And as you said last week, when you signed Austin, hired Austin to begin with, you're going to hire a bright mind from outside the organization, much like they did with Matt Canada, use some new ideas. Doesn't mean that has to be a new defensive coordinator and you take the old playbook and throw it in the fire and start over. You know, that is that smart for the usage of Cam Hayward and Watt and these guys that you've invested in or as much single high safety as you play. Now we can start running Tampa 2 and ask Minka to not do something he's particularly good at, you know, or as good at. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the uproar here. I mean, I, I could understand Steeler Nation saying, would you bring Canada back? Okay, okay. I, I get it. I mean, again, yeah. but uh, just because you don't hire from outside the organization doesn't make it wrong. It's just at some point those guys were outside the organization. They weren't just miracled into the organization. No, you know? <laughs> right. How many of the Steelers' current offensive assistants? Do you know how many of them have been with the team for more than three years? No one comes to mind. That's because there aren't any. Yeah. None. Zero. Zero. Right. So to say that, that they haven't turned things over, they haven't looked outside the organization right. for these guys is false. They didn't start coaching two or three years ago. You know, <laughs> yeah. These are other places yeah. that they've brought in recently. Of the current defensive staff, now that Butler is retired, the only guys who coach on the staff who have been with the team longer than three seasons are Jerry Olsaski and Carl Dunbar, wow. the inside linebackers coach and your uh, defensive line coach. Yeah, and they haven't been there Decades, yeah. yeah well, Olszewski's been here longer than I guess. Maybe he was. He was remember. a defensive assistant first, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Dunbar hasn't been here. All that you long. Know, I mean, he's he, been here for like five years. Coach Mitchell was yeah you know, handling that not too long ago. It's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You always think if about anything. The Steelers have had too much turnover on their defense right. on their on their coaching staff compared to their history. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of. Dick Hoke, who's been here for you know a millennium, you right? Know, <laughs> you know, right or Dick LeBeau spending right. you know, twenty years in the organization. That's you know, you, one of the things that you talk about with the Steelers is the continuity. Yeah, I think they're trying to build more of it, even right, as opposed to the other way around. Makes sense. And you build that continuity by elevating assistants to be your coordinators when the time comes. Yeah, and winning and continuing to keep the, the traditions that matter. I, I don't know. I, I mean, this is this has been a tradition going back to Chuck Knowles' right. days. Tradition makes it even. He didn't hire the one. It's a philosophy. The one coordinator that he hired from outside the organization was uh, uh, the Robert Morris coach, Joe, Joe Walton. Mm, okay. How'd that work out? Yeah, right, right, right. You don't know him as well. You have. I mean, other than that, it was, to, it was Tony Dungy, and it was you know yeah, guys who had right, been right. in the organization. The, you see so many conflicts or egos clashing or whatever in, in in this sport in general and amongst coaching staffs and much more than ever gets reported. But, man, you can get on each other's nerves. We're putting in 100-hour weeks or the defensive staff is in a tiny room like this watching tape for hours <laughs> and hours and hours, you know, drinking Diet Cokes and chewing tobacco and chilling out and getting on each other's nerves. Kind of like we do. Kind of like we do, right. <laughs> and if they, if you're going to bring a new guy into the equation, it's more than just, we think we should slant our nose tackle more. Or, you, know what right, I mean? yeah. you know what I mean? Or, you know, we need to play more cover too. You need to all get along and game plan together. And everyone on game day has a specific job too. You know, like 
well, you're watching coverages, you're watching releases for this, or, you know, all these different things that they have to do on game day and prep week. It's more than just, we need to blitz more. We need to, you know, do more things X's and O's wise. Everyone's figured us out. It's not the way it works. Yeah, I, I just think the narrative that, that somehow hiring Terrell Austin and elevating Terrell Austin is lazy. First of all, they've, they've now interviewed three different people outside the organization for right, a position. Right, right, right. Now, some of those guys. Lazy is a terrible word for it. It's horrible. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just it's what the organization does. Yeah, right, right. Even Todd Haley, who was an outside hire, mm-hmm. had ties to the organization. They knew him well. Right. They knew him well. His father worked in the organization right. for years. Group in St. Clair. I mean, he's right. He's <laughs> he was a ball boy for them. Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't a surprise. He right. He's been around. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, they, they've they've still they've interviewed, and again, it's been three whole days. Three whole days. Three whole days, and they've now interviewed three people for the position. Yeah, inc- not including Terrell Austin. Interviews uh, don't aren't a twenty minute conversation either. By the way, yeah, you know, right, especially for head chosen jobs, of course. Um, what assistant jobs could still be looming for them? I don't, I don't know that we know that one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they'll still take some time. There could be some other moves made this week. Yeah. Um, the way the way they do this is that Tomlin will sit down with the assistance after all of the other stuff is taken care of with the players. Yeah, so that's yeah. happening that's this happening week. now-ish. Yeah. You know, right. That's what I figured. Do you expect them potentially a different offensive line coach? You know, you I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they elevated, right. they elevated, you know, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Morgan in season. I mean, you kind of had to do that yeah, because yeah, yeah. You're, you're in season. You're right. not going to so, suddenly, hey, we're uh, getting ready to play the, uh, the the Browns this week, but we're going to go outside and I'm going to start interviewing guys for the offensive line coach. Zero percent chance that works out well. <laughs> right, right, right. But there's not going to be a ton of change. It doesn't look like, but there'll be some, you know, yeah. and that's that's good. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I just think that the narrative that this was a lazy that the, this has somehow been a lazy search when it's three days old, right, is lazy. <laughs> and they may love Austin, you know, like right. It doesn't mean that. Well, here's gonna, the thing, too. They probably do. When Terrell Austin was hired in 2019, well, that's a great hire. This is fantastic. When it's new, when Matt Canada was hired last season to be the quarterbacks coach, all I heard was, "This is a great hire." Oh, it's so smart. He's the finally he's the coordinator in waiting. Right, right, right. It's all I heard. But then it happens. Then it happens, and now everybody's angry about it. They're lazy. Oh, all they do the same things over and over. No, they don't. Can't have it both ways. (laughs) Right, right, right. Can't have it both ways. And I will say. You and I qualify this too, and our listeners qualify. You guys have no clue what you're talking about, neither do we about assistant coaches. I'm just telling you, I've been in organizations, and what they do behind the scenes, we don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. the fans, the media, all of us don't truly know the value of these assistant coaches. The ones outside the organization that they're talking to, the guys that they're potentially promoting, the guys that are gone, you really don't. I mean, there's not much proof. You can't just say, Oh, there are their wide receivers did really well this year, so he's a great coach and should be promoted. I mean, yeah. there's more to it than that. Well, the latest guy that they talked to is Joe Witt Jr. He's the Cowboys secondary coach. Okay. Uh, they've also talked to Patrick Graham, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Giants. Okay. And Chris Richard, who is the secondary coach for the Saints, who just suddenly. Maybe okay. f- find himself out of work here. <laughs> he has a background in Seattle. In Seattle, he yeah. coached. He coached the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. He was the secondary coach there. Became a D coordinator somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how much uh, all the Saints coach is going to be on the street. Well, that's uh, the thing. I mean, right. you know, you you just don't know. I mean, you you look at Patrick Graham with the Giants. Mm-hmm. 
he's still under contract with them. He's interviewing for the head coaching job there later this week, or oh, if, okay. if he hasn't already. Part of that equation, yeah. Whatever coach that they bring in, they just hired a GM. Mm-hmm. Whoever the new head coach is, is he going to want to keep him around? You interviewed for the job, I did. Right. And right, he's right. going to have his own guys that he wants to bring in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows what's going to go on in New York? And they've made some strange hires over the years. But they brought in a front office guy from the Bills. Right. They're being linked pretty heavily to Dayball, right. you know, which that would make all the sense in the world. Does he want to inherit a defensive coordinator, or does he want to grab the Bills linebacker coach? Right, or somebody you know off, the, I mean? off a button. Right. And, and maybe you never know. I mean, the Bills could say no, but you can't sure. say no if it's an elevation. That's what I mean. A you could have a handshake. Or whatever, yeah, you right. could have a handshake deal, you know, behind the scenes and tell McDermott that, hey, I'm, I won't take your guys. I'm, I'm not going to take any of your guys, or he, he may take. Some of the, you know, I'm going to take the defensive assistant. Mm-hmm. One of the things That's that happened. That's what I was going to say, too, is sometimes nice head coaches, good head coaches, and it goes a long way within the staff, will say, we have this young assistant defensive back coach that really needs moved up in the world and it has a really bright future, but we can't fire our guy because we like him to take him, make him your defensive back coach. And that goes a long way with relations amongst the staff and he makes more money and yeah. you know it, one of the things that happened when Tony Dungy was fired and went to Indianapolis in mm, Tampa okay. yeah yeah he gets like oh and, and goes to uh Bulls. Indianapolis he wanted to take Mike Tomlin with him mm, okay Tampa Bay said no yeah so the, the owner can <laughs> say no <laughs> no right? we think that guy's pretty good right, right, right we want him to, we want to keep him in our organization unless you can promote him and call him something right heavier than what he is yeah yeah the whole coaching world's weird to me, and, and coaching hires to me are a strange phenomenon. And what I know is I don't know, and I know that the people complaining definitely don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, I'll be fine with whoever they hire, and I'll do a lot of research on the those people once they're officially named. But we don't know if they're going to do a good job or not. Right. They, yeah, the, the people behind the scenes have a much better idea. Again, the, yeah. the, the Buccaneers had identified Tomlin as somebody, we want him, We want this guy, we're not going to let him go. No, I think he's I mean, a good young coach. It's kind of like players. Like you draft someone in the second round, he doesn't play a lot in his rookie year, but you're not letting him go. I mean, you know right. that there's something there to work with. And then you, you tell Gruden when he's hired, oh, no, this is going to be your secondary coach. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, that guy's saying, right. I mean, there's a reason... I guess the Vikings have kind of almost publicly said they want to find – they were upset that Tomlin left their organization and they want to find someone similar as their next head coach. I mean, that kind of mold. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. One other thing I found out that we had talked about, I think last week, or maybe two weeks ago, um, the Dwayne Haskins situation. Mm. The Steelers, I, I found out can put the same round tag on him. So it would be the lowest tender. Okay. And that would be a, a first round Okay. Compensation. But that would cost him a fair amount then. And it's 2.5 million. Oh, well then they'll do that. The, the first round pick carries over even though they didn't take him in the first round. Okay. So it still applies even though he was released. Yeah. 
wasn't like his contract was traded. And uh, the reason I didn't, we didn't know about this, that never happens. I was going to say it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no, nobody round. cuts their first-round pick before it's, yeah, right. you know. Yeah, that early in his career. Interesting. So I guess it's not that big a deal, but you're probably going to have a Haskins, a Rudolph, a rookie – because they're going to add somebody. It's not yeah. going to be Rudolph and Haskins. Not the only quarterbacks in the building, I don't think. Yeah. And we've talked about Winston earlier today. Um, so someone's going to be inactive that makes money. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean Haskins would be like two point five million. Okay, I guess that's not that big a deal. Yeah. Or you could even trade him. Right. I mean, he has a great preseason. Yeah. Yeah, but we saw Winston. Mm-hmm. You know, Rudolph has a better one. Who knows? Or you could trade Rudolph. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, there's enough body of work there that you might get a pick for either one of them. To, especially to a team that their starter gets hurt in the second week of the preseason or whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it'd be like Gardner Minshew getting traded. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah, team that doesn't have – we don't have a backup. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, backup, we know your guy can play. We'll, we'll give you a third-round pick for him, fifth-round yeah. pick for him, whatever. Probably yeah, there's, probably more like a five. But, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, though. It's not like the Bradford situation when Br- Bridgewater blew out his knee and they gave up a one the next day or whatever. Oof. Yeah. That's one I'm, I've seen Teddy Bridgewater's name brought up. That's not one that I'm interested in at all. That doesn't do anything for me. Because <laughs> he's not going to play for $3 million either. And, it, yeah, that one doesn't do a thing for me. I'd much rather go Mariota or Trubisky over Bridgewater. I mean, yeah. I think his story is written. We, we know who he is, and it's not good enough. And if you're looking at the, the uh, to get back to the quarterback situation here, I know we talked a lot about it in the mm-hmm. previous segment. I want nothing to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, he's six months younger than Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Coming why are people? Why too, are people linking him to the Steelers? That's not good. Enough. He's he's old. He's really old. <laughs> and not good enough. I don't want Andy Dalton. No, I don't want Cam Newton. No, no, they wouldn't even be on the board to think no. about. Right, Tyrod Taylor. No, no. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's thirty-two right. plus years old. Jameis Winston? Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. That's a whole different animal than those other guys. 28 years old. You out now on Jacoby Brissett. Is yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, I think he, he's I know a he lifetime to, backup. He used to be a big I believer he in Brissett. more than that, and I was wrong. He's a little bit of a slow processor and not a great athlete. And yeah. He's a two. Um, Bridgewater we just talked about. No. Right. Mariota? Okay. I, Maybe. I, yeah, I'd, yeah, be, yeah. I'd listen. No. No. Trubisky? Man. Yeah. Okay. They're fallback plans on the, in the Winston vein to me. But then you look at the rest of the, the the quarterback class here. You're talking about Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, now we're not talking about Chad Henney. Right. Brandon Allen. That's another one that the uh, Kansas City's going to have to sign a backup quarterback too. Yeah, Henney could or draft one. At this yeah. point too. I mean, I watched his high school film. That's old. <laughs> <laughs> Glennon, McCarron, Geno Smith, Colt McCoy, yeah. Chase Daniel, Brian Hoyer, Josh Dobbs. None of those guys will be Trevor Simeon in the mix. First of all. Mason Rudolph's better than all these guys. Say he's better than all of them. He has more upside. He's younger. He's probably cheaper. You know, yeah. there's no reason to even consider that group. I mean, so even keeping Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, your backup quarterback situation remains better than that of yeah, eighty percent of the teams all out there. Those guys, the yeah, McCoys of the world. Anybody that's signing these guys, right? 100%. And these guys will all get signed somewhere. I can't think of any potential cap casualty quarterbacks. I mean, I don't think they're going to cut Cousins. They're not going to cut Carr. I mean, that's for yeah. sure. You know, those guys would cost you draft picks or trade guys, but they're not going to. I don't know of any starters that are potential cap guys. Any interest? Here's a name that I don't think we've talked about 
would you consider trading for Jordan Love? We've talked about it. Uh, I don't like him that much, to be honest with you. I didn't love Love coming out of school. Yeah, right. I, we've, we now finally got the chance to see him play in NFL little, games right. a little bit, and it wasn't pretty. The thing about him, too, is you're on year three already, right, and you yeah. don't know anything. Yeah, I mean, he came out of a small school. He was great three years ago, his second to last year in college. His last year in college was really bad. I mean, it would be a big leap of faith. Big leap of faith. I mean, it's And he would just be coming and compete. And that's the thing. I mean, it'd be different if you didn't have Haskins or Rudolph. If I'm I'm Atlanta, okay, I'll give you a fourth-round pick for Jordan Love, and he can learn in one more year, be in the fourth year of his contract. I don't know if I should pick up his option or not because <laughs> you still don't know anything about him. But or, at least you get a chance to watch him in practice. Though, yeah. You know. Or Washington and he competes with Heineke and a pick I'm, or something. I'm not convinced that, that given Green Bay's cap situation that Rodgers doesn't force his way yes, out of there. And too. Yeah. They're, they're starting love next year. I think that's more likely the more I look into their cap situation that he doesn't go back. They get a bunch of picks for him. He's playing in Denver or something and, you know, go from there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just I, I look at this this quarterback list here, and I mean, to me Winston jumps off the page. Absolutely, I mean he's yeah. he's the best of the bunch by a lot. Yeah, especially when you consider cost and upside and what you might get. I mean, you might catch lightning in a bottle with him. Yeah, you're not going to with Dalton or Newton or any of those right. guys at this point. Yeah, the only other two that you might be able to do that with would be Mariota and Trubisky. Yes, and it's less likely. Less likely because yeah. there's less to go on. Winston has a better track record than either of those two guys. Yeah, and he played well this year. Yeah, yeah right, 100%. I think you said something that I with or Trubisky or Mariota, we have a quarterback competition now. Yeah. You know? And you, frankly, I would, you know, our ceiling's the higher of the guys that are here. But I'm talking about two guys that were the second and third picks in the draft when they exactly came right. All three yeah. of those guys are top three picks. Yeah. You know, did I think Trubisky was worth the third pick in the draft then? No. But, you know, he did the Winston route and went to a good organization, learned from a great offensive coordinator in Buffalo and sat behind a star quarterback and didn't get a lot of help in Chicago either. <laughs> he got him mean? in the playoffs twice. Yeah. I mean, he's a big, strong athlete, too. Yeah. I mean, there's there's something to work with there. Um, Do you think he's one of the starting 32 opening day starters? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Could you see Carolina, for example, taking a shot at him? Yep. Yeah. NC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. He's better than what they got. He's a free agent. He wouldn't break the bank. It'd be crazy not to. They're already spending a bunch of money on the quarterback room for guys who, yeah, you know, can't play. Right. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> they'd love to get Watson or somebody like that. But that's well, like, he's going to be the big chip this this year. That, he's going to be the big chip, right? Who the heck nobody knows what's going to happen with that. Right. right. Um, one interesting thing: if Tom Brady retires this year, it's possible, which is possible. Yeah. Does Ben Roethlisberger? Looking at his retirement, people are wondering, why hasn't Roethlisberger announced anything yet? Mm. You're talking about like going into the Hall of Fame the same time? Hall of Fame stuff, yeah. yeah. That's if, if Brady retires and Roethlisberger retires, and they're both on the ballot in 2026 right, right. or 2027, whenever that would be, Roethlisberger's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You don't think? I, knowing how the Hall of Fame voters I know you know it. that much better than I do, but I don't know how you – who would vote no? They don't like to vote for two guys from the same position. I understand that. But that's unbelievably unfair. I don't disagree with you, but I'm You're just right. telling you the reality of the situation. There will be guys who will want Brady to have his day. And he will. And he will, 
but there'll be people who want Roethlisberger to have his day. Okay. I don't know. If you were Ben, would you rather wait a year and have your day or go in as a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, I mean, that's the that's the pro. So here's what could happen. Mm-hmm. People are wondering why this hasn't happened yet. Roethlisberger can wait. He's a free agent right now. Yeah, he is not employed at the moment. He could not announce his retirement mm-hmm. sometime during the 2022 season. Sign, sign one of those one-day, you know. Retire as a sealer. Contracts that gets him another year of. Mm-hmm. Of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I don't know how all that works in terms of the retirement stuff. Yeah. But this is a major fly in the ointment for Roethlisberger. A little. <laughs> You've played second fiddle to Brady your entire career. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a chance Brady could retire. I don't think he will. Um, I don't know. If he does, I guess it takes a little of the shine off Ben five years from now. But there still would be 70% Steeler fans in attendance there and everybody going crazy. And I can't believe Canton would not vote for him no matter what. I'm just telling you the way that I, I mean, I know there's know. history there. I mean, that, that backs your point. I can't believe people be like, I'm going to vote. No on Roethlisberger. <laughs> what are you talking about, well, Barry Bonds just didn't get in either. So yeah. I mean, I, I just, no. just telling you how, I mean, this is how Alan Fanica had to wait six years to get He's into the quarterback. I mean, in, Guards, I understand. They had that pecking order, how they had to go, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what quarterbacks are looming that have to. There have been waiting out there that have to get in before him. Well, you got you got Rivers and Breeze that just retired after last year. Okay, so I think Breeze will go first ballot. Breeze is going in first, and then Rivers Eli's out, and then Rivers is going to be on the ballot. Yeah. You got to make it, and and so you got Breeze still might be around. Eli could still be waiting as well. Yeah, he's no. I mean, he's not a slam dunk. I don't think so. Some think he is. I don't think so. I mean, if when he when he's a first ballot, maybe his class isn't super strong and he gets in right away. I don't know Rivers gets in right away. That's going to be I think a, another is a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Ben's as much of a slam dunk as Breeze. He should be. He should be. He should be. Right. But if it if it comes down to well, these are the these are the situations mm-hmm. that you know we got. There, I guarantee you, right now, Tom Brady, they're going to have. He has to have his own day. Yeah, I get it. Are there any other studs that retire this year? Other positions? I haven't looked around enough to. I don't know of any off the top of my head that yeah. are no brainer type wide receivers or whatever. Yeah, that'll all come out in the. Yeah, people are. I mean, if 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 Antonio Brown never plays again, right? Now all he of a sudden, wait. now all of a sudden he's up and you know. Can you imagine Brady, Ben, and Brown all winning the same <laughs> year? What a fun weekend that would be. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Yeah. What a fun weekend that would be. Yeah. yeah. Let's drive up the can. <laughs> Interesting. I just, I, I had that thought when I started reading this stuff about uh, Brady potentially retiring. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I thought I, about it too. That could make uh, things interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I worry from just a Brady legacy perspective. He was really good this year. His last year will probably look like Eli's, Breeze's, Ben's. There's more Favre's, you know, like yeah. Peyton's. It's his last year probably won't be pretty, folks. Well, here's know, the, here's the thing: you know he's I mean? gonna be 45. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want he doesn't want to announce beforehand that, that it's gonna be his last season because he doesn't want the the parade here. Oh, this is mm-hmm. you know, so he doesn't want that. Right, right. He doesn't want people you know driving out the Jerry Rice treatment. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I would say. Cream and Bulger Bar getting a big or, yeah, chair. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Stop, you know. So he's just going to do it. Mm-hmm. 
he's under contract for next year, but that doesn't mean he's going to play next year. Like he's, they're going to lose pieces. I yeah, mean, he could see the beginning of the end. I mean, I could easily see him hanging it up this year, and Tampa would be in trouble. But they have a lot of issues right now too. I mean, they need receivers. You know, they got his center is probably going to go somewhere else. Kappa, the guards, a free agent. Pierre Paul's a free agent. I don't know, and the Bucks would be a pretty bad team without. No doubt, yeah. But uh, anyways, that's going to do it for today's show. We're back on Wednesday, or today is Wednesday. We're back on Friday. We'll yeah. uh, break down more of the uh, conference championship games on that day. Uh, but for my partner Matt Williamson, uh, for Jacob Brecht here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.